Welcome back to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin with uh, Jared, King of the Slams, James of I-T-Y-S-L underscore memes on Twitter, and our special guest, Miles. Uh, Miles, do you want me to give you your last name? Go for it, man. Miles Calderon. Let's get um, doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you actually have like a career as a comedian, so hopefully it can oh, hopefully. help a little bit. Um, and all right, so we're, we're talking about the uh, amazing uh insider trading sketch featuring the fedora with flaps and we're gonna let jay we, we sort of interrupted james's flow so we're gonna let him jump right back in and we can work off of him sure so uh <laughs> <laughs> um I, I guess i'll i'll talk more about some of the general things that i thought were were uh great components of this masterpiece sketch um i think the um the music in the background of it is mm. is great. It has has the vibes of like um, you know, like a, a reenactment uh, scene in like a overly dramatic like Tales from True Life TV show, like on Lifetime or whatever. Um, kind of like the eerie dramatic music during the the uh, flashbacks, which is I think very funny. Uh, juxtaposed with with the hat with safari flaps um <laughs> i uh let's see and then i mean one uh, uh other thing that i found very like subtly funny is when mr andrews says that uh if anybody else in the meeting <laughs> says that it's not a dis distraction then you can keep it on and and brian kind of looks around with this face <laughs> like well obviously somebody's gonna say it's great because <laughs> i'm totally pulling this off and and everyone's just kind of like avoiding eye contact and shaking their head and then you he, his spirit is just completely broken at that point because that's when he for the first time realizes that his totally cool hat that he's pulling off is like not accepted by anyone um, and, then, and, and by then the way, like... I, I love that moment. Um, I love when the narrator is like, "And no, nobody said shit, dude. Nobody said shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I have a, I have a couple of premises here. Um, so one, the best thing is that the sketch is so funny, and everyone in it except Tim is not a comedic actor, which yeah. really speaks to like the writing that that we've learned from interviewing the actors is that everything on the show is scripted. Almost no comedy sketch is like fully scripted. Um, so that's, that's a really cool, interesting thing. So the, the premise is brilliant in general, but there's sort of a sub premise that ev all this stuff needs to be read because there's just like one thing at the end that's relevant to the case, you know, like in the, yeah. in the second <laughs> half, it's just like, fucking the whole story about he took the hat off and he hid in his hands you could tell he was crying he kept saying, saying under his breath you can't fucking do that and it like goes on and on and on and then it's like the the defense attorney says relevance and, and he's like finally dollar, dollar sign emoji dollar sign emoji <laughs> it's not even a word it's just like an emoji so that's an amazing thing and then also this has got to be the like best uh, in the funniest instance of anything where 300 people get laid off from their job, um, which <laughs> yes. is mentioned in the sketch. Um, but yeah, I just, um, it's like a, it's got really interesting dynamic of um, like 
all the comedy is like implied like nobody's really like preening for the camera it's just a really funny premise to a sketch yeah well, so yeah go ahead miles oh, i was just gonna say um my little like thesis on the show is i that, like this uh all the the sketches are fairly formulaic um and follow the same pattern and the the theme is you know baby 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 <laughs> right somebody in the sketch is always the baby they're always taking it way too oh. far right mm. um like well yeah that's, i i feel like that's like how all of them are structured i like um, it i like and that. so in this sketch it's lovely because the person doesn't have to be doing it at the time they can watch themselves being the baby you know they yeah. they are removed from the actual incident of them taking it too far and they're like what the fuck what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i never i mean imagine if they're if they're actually thinking that with the music that's kind of brilliant yeah that's actually i never thought of that you're right like because i i like the theme song but it never really like resonated for me as like a thematic point but yeah you're right it's kind of like yeah one person just doesn't get it um they're the person who should leave. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I like, there are a lot of things. I mean, I, I think you guys touched on a lot of the things I loved about it. That I love the pacing of it. Like the the woman, the prosecutor reading it is like just spot on with the pacing and like just like Neil's like, and then Tim, the Tim acting through it, like the acting when she, like he looks around the room and then when he's speaking, um, I, I just love, there are a couple moments that just resonate with me. Um, like, I love when he's trying to kick the dice over to the guy next to him, and the guy <laughs> keeps kicking it back, and he's just like, leave the fuck alone. And then, <laughs> fuck with him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I love, like, I, I, so crying is a big theme in this season. Like, uh, in every sketch, there like, he crash more cries. Like, there's so yeah. much, the guy in the, uh, by the way, like, don't sleep on the scene where the guy's driving in the parking lot, and he doesn't know how to drive. Like, I love the line. He's like, I don't know what this shit is, and I'm scared. You know, like it, it's th- that is very memeable, and I think that's gonna last a long time because I've seen a lot of memes already on that. Uh, <laughs> but he cries in this, and then he decides, like, I've never fought for anything in my entire life. I want to fight for this fucking hat. Like, it's just I had a mo- I've had moments like that in my career. Like, I don't get in like fights and shit, but like where I'm just like, you know, I want to stand up and be tough, and like. I got an argument with a guy cutting in line in like sub-zero temperatures in Chicago going into an Aziz Ansari stand-up show. And he was like, it was him and his girlfriend. He was like a huge douche. He had like this cream sweater on with like a crimson H on it, which I assume is for Harvard. And he was just, he, like we waited outside for like an hour. And I was just, my friend that I was with was pregnant. And I was just like, no, this is my moment. This is what I'm standing up for. And I just got in this dude's face. And he actually got kind of humiliated. And like him and his girlfriend like waited back. <laughs> and just the idea that this guy like stood up for his own fucking stupid hat um, is great. And this is like another subtle point. Like the guy in the wheelchair, like it, what I love about Tim Robbins, it's a very inclusive show. Like, yeah, we talked about the table sketch a lot of like, you know, like Patty Harrison's transgender, the guy in the wheelchair, he was not a punchline. It was just like he was like a serious guy. Um, you know, Tim gets the grease on his like yeah, hat. He's, he's like, you can't joke. get grease. Yeah, he's the joke. And it's just like, it's so like refreshing that like, you know, guy in a wheelchair, not even a thought of making that like the point of the joke, but it's just like normal that he's there. 
And maybe that goes without saying, but like I just I appreciated that a lot. Um, I'm not supposed to get love grease said, on this I'm hat. I'm not supposed to get grease on this hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hat. I love it. I love, yeah, the, the, the idea that when he bought it, the salesperson was like, all right, so <laughs> no, one of the things you got to remember is no grease on this hat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and when he rolls the hat down his arm like Fred Astaire. I know, like Fred Astaire. It's so good. It's so, so good. amazing. The, um, my favorite part of that sketch um, is the uh, the shot where we realize what's going on where it's the rack focus to the, the jury yes, or just yes. The great rack yeah. focus it's just it's like there's the, the sketch maybe would have even been funny but just the fact that he's in the courtroom uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when like... it does that when that that rack focus happens there's also the music has a, a loud thunk that's like yeah. sort of like the ball dropping also that really like hammers it home yeah um so I'm wearing this corn cob TV shirt. Uh it's illegal for you guys to ask me how much it costs. Yeah, I know. I it's illegal for you to ask me that, which I know when people like that resonates because the vaccine where people are like, oh, it's hip, but you can't ask me if I've been vaccinated. And it's like um just the idea that you can't ask me how much my hat costs is like some so sort great. of privacy interest is fantastic. Some of it is just the basic wordplay, which is like, did you see Brian's hat? He looks so fucking stupid. I can't breathe. What the hell even is it? It just makes me laugh like. <laughs> Wait, just... you know, it cuts to him and his response is no. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just like he's pushing back on the premise that he looks stupid. It's yeah, it's a well done sketch. I mean, it's a lot like and you mentioned this um, earlier, James. It's, it's a lot like the Mitch Bryant, like Turbo Team thing. But yeah. it's like it's different. It's different enough where it's like a fresher. It's a fresh idea, um, and it's just executed like so fucking well. Like, yeah, the this, the the narration with him speaking at times is is great. Um, we yeah. We also haven't mentioned that episode three is just kind of like a dream team with Crashmore, Professor Urabe, the Carver hot dog wagon, which is growing on me, and this sketch. Um, it's like the premise to the hot dog vacuum, you know, it's like not the best on the show, which is, you can tell he's like, I'm going to deliver some of these lines in the fucking <laughs> craziest way yeah, ever. <laughs> the the um, diaper line. Yeah, the diaper line. Like, yeah. they, they filmed a lot of material. And yeah, they just picked the wildest. The same yeah. thing with that line and the, um, uh, the Patty Harrison line. Um, where she's like, if you give me a bad deal, I'll... <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, and that was another one. I mean, we're probably going to step on that episode a little bit, but like, that sketch is mostly about the premise that Shark Tank is so sleek and it's like always trying to portray the sharks as these like mythical people who are such yeah, geniuses and then if you just interject one fucking knucklehead in there which in my opinion if anyone's ever watched the show uh the, the person lori seems like a little unhinged to me <laughs> yeah. um, and it's like a lot of times she seems to be like trying to make herself like attractive when all she needs to be is like i'm fucking loaded i'm a business genius like yeah. um but sometimes she's weird i don't know she weirds me out in some way i can't explain um yeah patty harrison is just i i think they could have done like a longer cut of that one i, I bet you like miles said they probably did like a hundred takes and yeah, kept like eight and i bet you 
nine through a hundred are all pretty fucking funny too. Because Patty Harrison's a genius. Have you have you all seen the uh, the video of her doing the Dua Lipa song? Yes, no, we, I have no, not seen that. Yeah, yeah please uh, watch that because we talked about that on season one, world. I think, Jared. Did we? Maybe. Uh, I watched I don't it. Think, I, I don't think so. I, I gotta oh, watch it. It's, I'll watch cause, it. Because when we were, um, when Melissa, my wife, and I were talking about season one, she, you know, she's like, Patty Harrison's on Shrill. So I watched a clip of her from that. And then Melissa went to bed and I was like, I'll do a, like a little bit of a deep dive on her. And I pulled up the Dua Lipa thing. It's fucking hilarious. Um, she also wrote the Tammy Crap sketch. Okay. Yeah. Which to me is a very strong sketch from the season there was um i saw she had posted on instagram that she also drew a sketch of the tammy craps doll um <laughs> and and the caption mentioned that originally it was going to have ants in it and not farts and oh. i think that they even said it, like the the girls in the sketch said ants and they dubbed over with farts oh to change it. it did look like the main girl like at least two of them stuff wasn't matching up oh yeah, maybe they yeah. Tried to i had seen a couple a people asking about like what they were actually saying and what the dub was and finally i saw that on instagram which is like oh, a, man. a great find I love the casual bullying in that sketch. Yeah. <laughs> like, you better get out of here, little girl. <laughs> Terrifies me as someone with daughters. This is like, oh no. Oh no. Um, I was going to throw out, fuck, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Tammy Cra- oh, does anybody have a sketch that's like a fast riser for them in the last week or so? I have one. I'll let, I'll let James go first. I need to think about it. Um, hmm, that's a tough question. I mean, I feel like, so I think I know why this one's been a fast riser for me recently, but the tables sketch has been, mm. which is rough because it's, it's was good from the beginning, but I think it's been rising because they Netflix's YouTube account just posted it. So I've, I've like watched that on the go several times and made little uh like screen grabs and clip recordings to uh to memeify on twitter and so it's been in my head a little bit and so i've noticed a lot of smaller details on that one that have me cracking up so that was surprising know. for me um i don't know if uh his episode of the characters is on the table oh oh it always is it, it always, always is. is okay uh, i i was listening to some guitar music the other day and i kept thinking my friend Jeff, you know, the, the, <laughs> just, just the Jeff song was so. so oh, yeah, the, the Jeff, Jeff sketch is the dad. Yeah, is amazing. Yeah, uh, I think Netflix should find a way to just kind of like tack his episode onto the. I think you should leave screen. Like it just feels like people would watch it. Um, I guess they probably want people to switch to the characters so they watch the other. I don't. I don't know how that all works, but um, Jared, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, the tables, so a lot of my <laughs> friends, um, who are like into comedy, they just like hands down right away. were like the table sketch is my favorite. Like in our friend, it's, Vinod, really, it's really good. Who hates the show. Classically, Vinod hates the show. And doesn't understand comedy. At doesn't all. understand comedy. He was like, I like the table sketch, mm. which was like a shocking moment for us. He um, is really um, into tables though. He does like tables. Um, yeah, he has a lot of them. 
I way think I, I I don't want to say it's a fast riser. I appreciate it. I want I really want to hear from people who like rank it number one overall. Like I just want to I want to dissect it because yeah I, I could get there, and I think it's the best Patty Harrison performance. Like I just like they're so dirty, and then just like it's. The guy, the guy at the, and then Tim's like growing rage as the driver's ed instructor. <laughs> as people are talking, he's just like, he's just like seething in anger as things are happening, and then the kids ask questions, and he just loses his fucking mind. Like, I look like an angry Tim Robinson is my my favorite form of Tim Robinson. Like, just yeah, he does rage so well, and it's just. It, By the yeah. way, the kids in that sketch, I'm as. I have mentioned on the show, I am a high school teacher. It's like a lot of times you have the like kid who like physically is upset, but won't say anything. That's like the girl in the front row. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The one who's like questioning things audibly. And you guys all know who that is. Like, what is her job? (laughs) Um, Then you have one who's just like has a friendly vibe and is casually asking questions. You guys know who that one is. Then you just have the one who's like quietly like zoning off into space, and I'm just like, was this sketch written by a high school teacher? Because they <laughs> fucking nailed it. Um, and the word, I'm just gonna tell you, my whole career, even when I wasn't supposed to, I sort of like created my own curriculum because there's a lot of really shitty curriculum out there that sometimes they sell for a ton of money. People made a ton of money to make, and you're like, this is an embarrassment. Um, and when you deliver bad curriculum to kids, immediately they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and it's like, it's the type of shit that can fly easier in like a non-academic class, you know, like a driver's ed or like a health class, something like that. That's not like one of the things they get standardized tested on. So I don't know, the sketch to me is just like, I'm like, this could really happen. And, and I'm my friend who I'm trying to get to watch the show teaches driver's ed too so i'm like i'm trying to like get him to that episode it's either five or six i think um i think it's the last one yeah it I might be yeah. yeah and it's one of the last sketches too um just to round this out uh the sketch that first time i watched i was kind of like okay that was pretty funny um that i'm really vibing with now is the one with tim heidecker um, oh yeah i think his performance in that it's like I think it actually rivals his Howie. Um, and it's a different perf- character. It's like a completely mm-hmm. different character. Oh, he's, I mean, he, like, let's put it this way. Whether you watch his, Tim and Eric or not, and I've done some, not all of it is for me. It's like an I think you should leave type vibe. I mean, that guy is a fucking genius. Um, he is a marvel of sketch comedy. Like, you know, you could put together a real where he has 50 like legendary sketches. Um, he did all, the, like I, I said once in the show, Tim and Eric did um, these ads for, I think Smirnoff with Zach Galifianakis. And I believe Smirnoff like signed off that they could do anything they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking crazy. Well, I think Mom, it might have been Absolute. Those? Absolute sounds right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it kind of pays off in the end, right? Yeah, they're yeah. a little, a little weird to get through though, um, in a in a great way. Um, and I just, yeah, I think 
yeah, this character in Heidecker, I don't know, I was just watching it again, and it's like, you think we're boring? <laughs> He's just, by the way, boringness is a big theme with him because uh, I'm bored, I'm officially bored. Um, true. 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 Most sketches. So. I think uh, another, uh, an underrated aspect of that sketch is that the straight man that he's playing against is an alien head <laughs> with a distorted voice who's just like i didn't know he's like an 18 year old boy and, yeah and he's like and he's like you think we're boring and he's like no <laughs> no no i didn't say that to drugs <laughs> i want to get that guy on the show uh who's inside that he's like get your head out of your head um I don't I love when he there. comes out to actually talk because he's like, "Come out here and talk to my face," and then like, like Heidecker forgets that he asked him to come, and he's like, "Yeah, can I help you?" And he's like, "Yeah, you told me to come out and talk to you." It's like, yeah, and then Heidecker is uh, immediately like conciliatory with him because he's just like, "Oh yeah," because he's like, like eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have tried the um Lego head in the corn at like multiple restaurants. Works every time. <laughs> Uh, as a side for my sloppy steak. See how I tied it all in there, Miles? Oh, shit. Fucking nailed it. Nailed that. Nailed it. God. You've been sitting uh, on that, haven't you? You thought about that. Um, no, no, I really didn't. Oh, all right. Just, all right. Yeah, that was off the dome. Um, <laughs> so, Miles, James has a very vibrant uh, Twitter meme page. Uh, and we want to ask what life is like in the meme world these days for him. You're, you actually get to retweet some stuff now because there's so much other good stuff out there. And James, I just want to give you props. I love your um, the templates you put out like yesterday or today. Like you're right. Like we're just like the sloppy steaks and like just where memes can go going forward. The Dan Flashes shirt. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I mean, um, so I think my – my um the follower account on my like twitter account has like tripled since season two released and uh i've taken to a lot of like retweeting of other people's stuff but uh i think there's just so i mean i haven't touched season one since season two came out because there's so such a wealth of of stuff from season two um today someone um someone else uh was asking about or they they mentioned that um from season one the first like heavily meme sketch was the car ideas ruben rabasa uh stuff but that eventually the um we're all trying to figure out who did this hot dog uh uh, like single screen grab was the one that like sort of uh, moved into legendary like meme status. And so they were talking about how the, uh, I think they said like the, I don't even want to be around anymore was like the first meme, yeah. but that they right. were theorizing about what the like most long lasting uh, meme was going to be. And that, that was, um, what prompted me to put out several different options for for uh, memes from season two that might might uh, go a long way, and I, one of the ones that I like that is really like uh, not that meaningful of a meme, but I just really like the uh, in Calico Cut Pants when he 
He's like, hey, Jeff, here's that thing you asked for, that paper. <laughs> yeah, that and he number, hands him the yeah. paper. The paper says, look up at my face. And then he says, you got to give. give. Yeah. And, and I just like the idea of giving, you know, the paper scene, handing it <laughs> yeah. to him, and then the look up at my face, yeah. and then him saying, whatever message you want to deliver to someone, you can put there instead of you got to give. I like that. It's just like a, a an emphatic <laughs> delivery of news to a person. The Tammy Craps doll I got came with a note that said, look up at my face. <laughs> did it? <laughs> yeah, That's it did. That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, by I the way. Predict, like, I, I want to predict. I, I think, I, I don't think you're allowed to do that. I think that's going to have a long, like, I actually sent that to Kevin because he, well, I was watching. Well, the reason we postponed is I wanted to watch the USA-Mexico match last night for the Gold Cup. <laughs> And then Kevin wrote Viva Mexico and I responded with the I I don't think you're allowed to do that like <laughs> meme. And it's just like I think that's going to go a long way. I really have a soft spot for the guy in the parking lot which I don't know what any of this shit does and I'm scared. I think that may go somewhere. I think but, it's yeah. the uh the three dots on the pants. I think is going to be the most memeable. Uh, yeah, uh, and James put it on Bezos' spacesuit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although my favorite one was uh, James said, "Spouse, this is the last straw. It's either I think you should leave memes or your daughter." He just posts, "You got to get out of here, little girl." <laughs> uh, yeah, there's an art to this stuff, you know. Yeah, I even put an true. original meme on the That's Chunky page. Although oh, I already can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, what's your what's your original, man? I didn't know. Uh, hold on. I'm pulling it up. Oh, uh, when someone asked me how much weight I gained during quarantine, and uh, it says, I think 54 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. I think we can, can we admit season two really delivered. I mean, it was it had yeah. sky high expectations. It's great. I think it super delivered, um, and it like yeah. it's it's arguably better. I mean, I, I need like seven hundred more watches to get to the level of where I am with season one, but like it really showed up. I mean, like I, I love the casting so much. Casting's great. Casting's amazing, um, and I think we yeah, probably I, expected a lot more like famous people. Yeah, I um, love that they didn't do that. I love it. You know, and it's like not to put anybody on blast, but like we have. People we've booked for the show, you go on their IMDb, they have like under 20 credits. Um, and Hollywood kind of fucked up because you see them in their sketches and you're like, this person's amazing. Um, not, 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 not um, the uh, foil from the Dan Flash's sketch because he has like 400 credits. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's just whoever's casting the show is amazing. And like we said on the last episode, a, we think a big reason uh, Tim is having success, more success with this than he did on SNL is because he can cast anyone he wants. It's like, imagine if you cast like, you know, I love like Kyle Mooney on Saturday Night Live. If you cast him as Professor Yurube, it's probably not working in the same way. It's yeah, yeah, I think, well, I think having someone who thing. just is that character and not like a SNL famous person in costume is a big, big thing. Exactly. Yeah. If y'all know from the Tim and Eric verse, um, check it out with Steve Rule. Yes, you know like, I do. The, John all, C. Riley. People are kind of authentically weird themselves. They are like they're they're just weird people, 
and a lot of the humor is them being themselves or them having to say these funny words, um, which, you know, I think definitely for the, uh, the Dr. Urway and the you know, fly off the handle, that guy, um, <laughs> there, there's a lot there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Season two's really delivered. Um, I, I've been looking at kind of like IMDb star meters and season two has gone off the charts compared to season one. So I think, I think barring Tim being burnt out, we're going to see a season three and probably, probably a season four at minimum. Um, I also think we're going to see like a Tim Robinson movie. I mean, like, I think, I think he's at that, those sort of heights right now that like anything Tim wants to do, Tim and Zach, I mean, I just say Tim, but like, Obviously, Zach is a big part of this as well. Um, we're going to see them doing anything they want. Um, and that's, I think it's really exciting um, just to have like that unique spin on comedy. Um, what I saw from season two, um, as far as Tim's trajectory, was Tim taking a back seat almost. Yeah. Like, like yep. he has all the creative power he wants, but he's also 40, you know. And um, he is, he's using his platform to, to bring forth people like um, uh, Brandon something, Waddell. The, yeah, just Brandon the guy. Waddell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like, you know, doing all these sketches where he's not the main focus. He's bringing younger people in because he has a career and I'm not sure he wants, you know, mega stardom for himself, but um yeah, and I think he also, you know, has realized like how powerful his um, writing is, and it's like I can write these scripts. Um, and again, it, it baffled me as we started interviewing people, and they're like, "No, I just read the script." Like, there's very, you know, yeah. people have told us a little bit that they went uh, off script and did a little improv. Um, what's funny is that how Tim writes all the scripts. Uh, I need to like write down what it is, but you see, like lines that repeat sometimes i'm trying to remember what it is it's like not are you kidding me but it's something like it's like maybe oh my god i don't know there's something that gets said in like five different sketches and i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out what it is soon um don't don't use all of our material in this one episode <laughs> you know like you need to say some of the shit for the later you're probably ones. right no but now that we interview actors we can't like we can't say all the off the cuff stuff you know <laughs> yeah you're right you're right <laughs> Um, they're all they're all giving us gold, by the way, Jerrod. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, you know, the actors. It's like when when um Professor Yurube just started off with the when he was like, "What did he call me, Chris or something?" He's like, "What's up, Chris? I'm joking. I'm joking." <laughs> I was like, "God damn, we didn't even make him do that." Then he got in my grill. Like I asked him a question, he's like, "Oh, you're not even listening." I, I was just like, "Shit." I love Professor that part. Yeah, I know. My new voicemail greeting. He got in my business like big time. <laughs> that guy's yeah. They're all the best. Um, anybody have anything in closer? Uh, I have one one other thing that I want to talk about which is um so last time i was on and you guys have talked about this other times the the grand unifying theory for season one of a person does something and then they're trying to cover it up so they like dig and double down and yeah. triple down so i i think that season two has a little bit of a different style from season one okay. in that in season one 
the person who's doubling down is trying to cover for themselves more often and they're so they, they did something and then they're trying to cover it up and not look bad but by doing that they look worse and they ostracize people and they're kind of like they're kind of like the bad guy not sympathetic person in the situation but in season two it's still about people who are kind of like not fitting in and like people want them to leave but the people in season two are more like either trying to blend in with other people. They're like trying not to be weird or they're trying out something new that they think is cool. Or they're like, <laughs> you know, trying to like share something with someone else or, or whatever. And, and then by doing that, they just become more ostracized by other people. Like, so it's a lot more, more like sympathetic weirdos instead of like yeah. unsympathetic weirdos. Yeah. Looking for so, connection, defending yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you like the, the ghost house guy is like, I think the, the um, sort of most emblematic of that where all he's trying to do, especially when you find out at the end that he's just looking for friends, Yeah. but he's, <laughs> so he's, hard. he's trying to, you know, play by the ghost house adult tour rules you know, or he, he doesn't understand. You know, we got <laughs> yeah. our wires crossed somewhere. Got our wires crossed. <laughs> um, and like, I'm even thinking, like in my mind, I'm thinking like the little buff boy sketch. Like Sam put, like thinks it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's trying to entertain this company like event, and he's he's yeah. loving it. Um, yeah, the, yeah, and the, that goes the for Brian's hat too. Yeah, the crying fits this theory too. It's just like they're much yeah. more sympathetic characters, but it works and it's funny. It's like yep. it's like a genius evolution of it. Tables uh, is like a guy just trying to teach his class. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. The don't know how to drive. The guy that doesn't know how yeah, to drive. That, same he's thing. Like, he's he's just trying. He's going out. He's trying to drive. He doesn't know what he's doing, and all he does <laughs> is get yelled at by a guy who likes to yell. Yeah, maybe the corn cob TV is a little season one. Yeah, that's. that's true. I mean, yeah, it doesn't work for every every yeah, sketch. There's no just how you end it with across the board, but yeah, I'll no. kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What's funny is that the the concept of coffin flop is hilarious. Yeah, it's but amazing. then just the concept of the guy defending coffin flop. It's so fucking funny. Like, I don't, I don't know. It kills me every time. They said that to me at a at dinner. A dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even that aspect of it. He's like, he's defending himself that they called him uh, what, a, a hick. What, yeah, a hick. Like, and he's, a hick. he's saying, they're, they're saying it's not a show. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's still kind of defending himself on his one hit TV show. Oh, man. We just filmed a lot of funerals and we showed the ones where the bodies came flopping out. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think guy's kind of sympathetic too. I, I don't think that theory collapses on coffin flop. I mean, he says he says he worked really hard to get a shot. That's true. Yeah, I know he worked. Yeah, good point, Miles. Yeah, good and they're, point. They're Spectrum's trying to cut off his channel that he's finally f having success. And, in. and then he talks about the news, and he's like, "We're so fucked. And this society is so you know." It's just like, yeah, I think he's kind of sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, up. yeah, people don't even watch up. porn on their computers anymore. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I do I do want to mention if anyone's uh on Instagram, like uh you could follow boring shit like your friends posting their kids and stuff like that. <laughs> or you could follow you can follow a hashtag 
so there's ITYSL. There's hashtag, I think you should leave. Um, weird shit is happening on there, including like there's a Calico Cut Pants account. Yes. There's multiple Dan Flashes yes, accounts. A lot of Dan Flashes. Um, and uh, we kind of like, I try to put these in our stories a lot. If you don't want to go through the effort, we're on at That's a Chunky. Um, so you can just kind of check in. A lot of it's really funny. And it's like, we know it's fun just to do the catchphrases. So like someone will post a shirt on Dan flashes and you just say like $800 out the, out the door. And for some reason it makes you feel better. I don't know why. Um, it releases some sort of endorphin or serotonin. It's a love language. Yeah. It is so, a love there language. you go. Um, and, uh, also we, we haven't done a ton of self-promotion. I got to send out the voicemail number again, cause we were getting really good voicemails. Um, but we, uh, also email at, um, our email address is figure out what you do at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to find our Instagram account. Um, Insta- uh, sorry, our phone number, you can leave a voicemail. Oh, thank you, Miles. We just added you. Uh, our phone number is 978-242-7320. Uh, I'll repeat that. 978-242-7320. Jared, what should be our question to the listeners this week? Um, I hate favorite, you put me on the spot. Favorite sketch right no, now? I, I don't know. I kind of like the fast right. Like favorite sketch is too simple. Yeah, let's do the what, one that's grown what's the on one you. That's, what's the one that's grown on you the most since you first watched it? Or horsecock? Or horsecock? <laughs> Dingleberry. Dingleberry. Uh, Does he go Dingleberry? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the does. funniest word that exists. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I want to make a cereal called Dingleberries. <laughs> Actually, that's something I bet Bra- Bradams might do. Um, so if he listens to this episode, he can run with it. Um, we have under three minutes left. Uh, I just before we leave, and you guys can keep rolling right to the credits. I wanted to thank you guys all. Um, James at ITYSL underscore memes. I can actually say it now. Um, and Miles Calderon, the man who made. I think $100 eating sloppy steaks. 121 120 nice. Oh, because people – and I'm assuming this, the total bill was probably around 35 40 bucks. It was, it was around 30 I got some cheap steaks. Good for you, man. That was amazing. Yeah. And thank you for coming on. Of course. Um, I'm going to watch obviously... your Scully. Where, where do I find your Sully sketch on your – um, uh, It's it's buried shark, in the middle shark of, wing? Uh, of the, the full show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, shark wing sketch comedy. Look on YouTube and you got to put spaces in between the words. <laughs> Is that YouTube.com? Yeah, yeah, it's YouTube.com. Okay. YouTube.com. Right. Um, and uh, Jared, you have to text me in the next five minutes what day you want to uh, go next on. All right, let's do it. I'm My kid's off at camp, so I, I feel like my next week's good. So let's do it. All right, let's, let's book some people. All right, thank you guys all. Uh, this is That's a Chunky, and we'll be in touch soon. Our first official sponsor for the That's a Chunky podcast is the amazing Etsy shop of uh, Swayzine. That's S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. If you're a fan of I Think You Should Leave, you've surely um, seen some of the work from the Swayzine shop, uh, including uh, jazz posters from Howie's Household. Jazz names, Paul Bufano. I mean, how hard is that? 
Mookie Kramer and the Eight Balls and Marcus the Worm Hicks. Uh, we also have some I think you should leave motivational posters, teamwork, accountability, um, my favorite self-awareness featuring the chunky uh, figure out what you do. That's self-awareness. Um, my favorite, which is hanging on the wall in my house, uh, is the Edward Hopper Nighthawks parody uh, featuring four of the most iconic characters uh, in the I Think You Should Leave universe, um, including Ruben Rabassa's, uh legendary character. Um, all... <laughs> This made me crack up in the copy. All five-star ratings on Etsy. Our customers are eating their gift receipts. Um, so you can actually get 10% off if you enter coupon code. That's a chunky. Um, we will post more information about the Swayzine shop on our Instagram. Um, but I, I honestly would not read an ad unless I thought it would be something that our listeners would be interested in. Amazing. I think you should leave prints um, that if you put on your wall, they're just going to make you laugh every time you see them. Every time I walk by um, my Nighthawks poster, I I just feel great and have a laugh. And uh, I'm definitely figuring out how many uh, motivational posters I could work into my house without my wife wondering what's wrong with me. Um, so check out the Swayzine shop on Etsy. I don't want Bluetooth. I don't want voice activated lights. I don't want satellite radio. I don't want extra cup holders.
bones are their money, the 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 bones are their money.